Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning, everyone. I'm so happy today to introduce you to my friend, Misty Phillips. We first met at She Speaks in 2016. She had to remind me of that because I'm older than she is, so I don't. my memory is not so great. And we have some uh, mutual friends, and um, we started in that world of speaking and blogging, but she has taken off into podcasting, which you know I'm a part of as well. So I was so pleased that we have this opportunity to um, talk about legacy because that's what we're both into, making our lives count for eternity. Misty is an author and a podcaster uh, by His Grace Podcast, entrepreneur and the founder of the Spark Community Podcast, um, which she's having a conference coming up. So I'm going to have her talk about that at the end. Misty, uh, at the beginning now, would you just tell us a little bit about your family and then your ministry, and then we'll talk about legacy. Absolutely. So I am a wife to an amazing husband, Peter, and three growing, grown boys. How old are they? Um, My youngest is 20, and my oldest turns 28 um, next week, actually. Great, great. And And your husband has such great hair. Doesn't he have a beard or something? Oh, well, he's bald with a beard. (laughs) Well, they have to make up for it somehow, but I think he's very stunning. So go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, raising boys, you know, everybody tells you when they're little how difficult it is. Nobody prepares you for adult children. And Mm -hmm. so we're navigating those waters and praying lots of prayers over uh, these young people and the, the, the world that they're growing up in, which is a very different world than than what we've grown up in, but they are amazing. They love Jesus. And um, as a mom, I think that that is probably the most important thing is that uh, that they're walking with the Lord. Totally, totally. And I totally get that. You, When you first have children, you think, well, no one really prepared me for this. I have a master's degree, but I can't really remember what it's in because I'm so tired. And then you think it's the hardest thing at every stage. And then they become adults and you know it's the hardest thing because you have no control. Okay, well, that's great. And so what what have you done? How has God led you as far as ministry? Yeah, so I was just reflecting back. I was working at Enron, which yesterday was the collapse of the 20-year anniversary of Enron. And when I was at Enron, I had a very lucrative career. And um, God called me home to homeschool my kids and to lay my career down and just to to be a, a wife and a mom. And I did so reluctantly at first, but then... Um, knew that there was no greater place for me on earth. And so I spent the next 15 years making a home, making meals for these very hungry boys and feathering my nest and um, teaching and training them and teaching co-ops and homeschool. And then when my oldest son went to college. Hold on, hold on. I I want to go back. Um, I think we could do a whole podcast on the Lord calling me to homeschooling. Um, which we are not going to do today. But for those who are feeling those same tugs from God to do something totally different, maybe it's a homeschool mom being tugged by God to put them in uh, a school situation and going back to work for whatever reason. So how did you know? I'll just ask this quick question. 
How did you know God was calling you to do that? Well, um, through a series of events, I had met a neighbor of mine who had three boys who were, were older than my boys. So her youngest son was the same age as my oldest son. And um, I just really felt this tugging in my heart um, to homeschool. I had been looking at the schools in the area, trying to figure out where our son was going to go. Um, and when I say reluctant, because I was like, no, God, there's no way that we can make it on my in- on just my husband's income. There we go. And, um, um, and that was the real thing. And then my my middle son started having grand mal seizures and he seized continuously over the course of three days. And then I knew that my place was at home with my wow. boy. Wow. So is he, is walked, he better? Is he better now? Um, he has a brain injury from um, that time period in his life. And so he will never be, he will never have a typical life. So he will always be home with us. And, um, but he's an amazing young man who is just so full of joy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. So what led you from homeschooling then to online ministry? Yeah, so that's when my oldest son went to college and I oh. realized, oh my gosh, if I don't find something to do, I'm going to drive my boys absolutely crazy. (laughs) Or my husband. Yes. (laughs) And um, since I have this special needs son who does require care, I didn't want to work outside of the home. And I also wanted to serve Jesus. And so through a series of events, I broke both of my arms in a bicycling accident. Oh my goodness. And... So for about a year, I couldn't do anything. My family had to feed me and bathe me and cook and clean and and do all of the things in the home, which I was the one who did everything for all of these men in my life. And so that was really difficult for me. But what God showed me during that time was he just spoke his love over me because I couldn't do anything. And a lot of times we think we have to do all of these things and check all of these boxes, but really God loves us for who we are because we are his creation. And so during that time, he just spoke his love over me because I couldn't do much, but I could pray. So I spent a lot of time in conversation with God. And it was after that, that I felt the call to write. And so I asked my husband, I said, can I go to the She Speaks conference? Because I think I'm supposed to write a book. And that's where we met. And the rest is history. Wow. You worked fast because that was only five years ago. Yeah. I've been doing this since 2007 or eight. I mean, I was really bad in 2007 or eight <laughs> and probably 10, but uh, you started, of course, you're younger than I'm, but the, the fact is you've done, God has accomplished a lot through your life in five years. Maybe it came from a year of praying with two broken arms. Oh my goodness. I know well, what you and, mean, and- because if we can't move our arms, the people don't get fed. They don't get places where they need to be driven to. And, you know, the world falls apart because we can't do what we do, right? I'm saying this um, right. facetiously right. because the world doesn't fall apart. But we're so used to doing, Misty. I'm a doer too. And you feel a little displaced when you can no longer do. And yet God did more through your quiet. Absolutely. And that is a good reminder for when we get sick, even temporarily. 
Well, and even what I was going to say is even in those homeschool years, God was preparing me. I didn't know at the time that he was preparing me for this season in life. And so nothing is wasted. He was teaching Mm. and training me. I put my kids in speech and debate when they were in high school. And so I learned because I was afraid of public speaking. Now I'm a speaker, now I'm a (laughs) podcaster, now all these things. But I I love it. Mechanics of what um, an entertaining speech was like and all of these different things that God really just was pouring into me in those years. Wonderful. That's so great. And you know what? That's such an encouragement. I hope that's an encouragement listener, whoever is listening today, because uh, I remember when I had my first child and I just felt I was nursing her in the middle of the night and I was exhausted and I saw a shelf mm-hmm. up on our bedroom wall and I thought, this is where I am. I'm on a shelf and I'm just nothing, you know, but we have to realize that every step of the way God is using that for something later on, even to encourage a young mom. So I think that's so beautiful that you can look back and see how every step was helpful to you. Okay, so go on homeschooling to she speaks to write did the book come next or podcasting come next yeah, blogging, so, blogging. Yeah. So I, I started blogging while I was working on my book. And okay. so I blogged for a while and then I realized I was on this blog hamster wheel. Right. I was like, all I'm doing is blogging and I'm not getting this book written. So I need to get it done. I was still homeschooling my kids at the time. So, um, I wrote my Bible study, The Struggle is Real, But So is God. And right before I went back to She Speaks in 2018, my family had been telling me since 2015, you need a podcast. Really? Really easy for me. Um, And my son had a podcast in college and he said, mom, you need a podcast. And um, they bought me a mic and I like moved it around my house because I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I need to get to that. But I have all these other things on my to-do list. I'm still homeschooling the kids. So (laughs) I, I... I, um, when I went back to She Speaks, God had really downloaded to me because the struggle is real, but so is God is all about the struggles that we face in life and how through Christ we are overcomers. Hmm. And it's all about what the Bible says about overcoming in Christ. And so I knew I was going to She Speaks with all of these women that had all of these stories, some really difficult, but the the thread that they had in common was Jesus. So I took my microphone and in the pre-conference and in between sessions, I interviewed people in my hotel room. Okay. Started really, really scrappy, had no idea what I was doing. Um, But were they published right then when you interviewed them or did you just record them? No, no, no. I didn't record them. I mean, I, I recorded them. I didn't rep- I didn't publish them for six months later. Oh, okay. I got home from She Speaks and football practice started. And, you know, <laughs> keeping up with, with a lineman and his, his dietary needs enough and then still homeschooling. You know, that was, and, wow. and I'm still writing and blogging and all of that. And so then I launched the podcast in January of 2019. Okay. And then the Bible study came out and hit number one on Amazon as a new release in May of that year. Isn't that and wonderful? You would think that that would be enough for mm-hmm. somebody to do in one year. Um, <laughs> but whenever you write a book, everybody's like, so what's your next book? Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote another book and I got an agent and was working with the agent. And she really wanted me to change it. And I was making myself physically ill, trying to take these 40,000 words that I'd already written and turn it into something different. And my husband came to me and he said, baby, you're just flattered that you have an agent that wants to work with you. And I don't know why you would take your focus away from your podcast when you were literally reaching people all around the world. Hmm. 
And so I went, oh, he's right. He's right. And so I put that book to the side. I told the agent and then I went in a puddle of tears in my bath. And I said, God, if this is not what you have for me to do next, then what is it? And in that prayer, I said, where does my gifting and my calling line up in this season? Hmm. That's where I heard podcast conference. And I had no like that was not on my radar at all, but it was my youngest son's senior year of high school. I'd been, since She Speaks in 2016, I'd been gathering people in my home for a mastermind and had writers and speakers and bloggers and entrepreneurs every month around my farm table. And hospitality, like you, Sue, I know you're a hospitality gal. I am too. So it really made sense because I love to gather people. I love to feed people. I love to give them an experience. And so I just had no idea what that would look like. And um, we hosted the first conference three weeks before the world shut down. And what God did in that time was just amazing because he brought all of these podcasters together who a lot of them had known each other online, but there's nothing like meeting in person and having that personal contact. And okay, hold on, hold on. I have a question. You gathered these people on a monthly basis as a mastermind, but they were not all podcasters. So I missed the step where you started the podcast conference. Yeah. So, so it was in October when I prayed the prayer and God said podcast conference. Okay. And, 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 and I asked him about my gifting and my calling in my season. Well, one of the things was my season. I'd been gathering people in my home oh, for okay. a while. Yeah. And then from there, um, you know, I launched the conference and the favor of God really, Sue, it had nothing to do with me. It was, it was my obedience to to do what God had told me to do. And then he opened the windows of heaven to bless the event. And we got people like Focus on the Family involved and some of the podcasting companies. And we packed out a hotel, uh, a small hotel ballroom um, with standing room only. Wow. So wonderful. That's so great. And so what's next? That was 2000. That was before the COVID shutdown. Then you did a digital conference. And so what's coming up next? Yeah. So, um, and then I partnered with the NRB. So I've been really big on strategic partnerships and what's NRB. And that that's the national religious broadcasters. And, uh, so think traditional Christian media, radio, television, large scale ministries, all of those people congregate yearly at the national religious broadcasting. Um, so you'll have huge last year, People like Tony Evans was there speaking and his daughters were there and different ministry leaders, actors, Kevin Sorbo and Sam Sorbo, his wife. And um, so just lots of different people from both ministry, television, radio, um, and they all congregate. So it's really great for a podcaster because they wanted to move into podcasting because they've been traditional media and now they're embracing new media. So they brought me in um, with, with podcasting and wow. it's been, been really great because we're hosting um, our next conference with them in March as a pre-conference event to their conference. So people can come in for one and a half days of intense podcast training with Christian podcasters. And then if they want, they can stay for the NRB. And it's a great place for them to um, interview all of these media icon people that they may not have a chance to. I'll give you one example. I was walking down 
the hall last year, um, going from one thing to the next. And I turn around and I see Nick Djivajic. And if I'm saying his name wrong, I'm sorry, Nick. Um, but I saw him talking to Chuck Swindoll. Oh. And he was telling Chuck Swindoll what... Um, <clears throat> an impact that he had had on his life. And they were doing like a little video with, and it was just the, the sweetest thing. And that was kind of like every turn, like you just didn't know who you were going to run into. And it was kind of just a who's who of Christian media, but what an incredible place to, um, to help people spark their podcast and to, to get those relationships beyond their own podcast. Wow. I was Chuck Swindoll's children's English teacher. <laughs> so he probably wouldn't remember me, but I would love to run into him and say, remember me? I was the cheerleader sponsor and Kurtz, his oldest English teacher. So much. Oh, fun. I met Colleen there yeah, last Colleen. year as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, tell her hi if you see her again. Oh. Um, that is so great. So uh, you know that my uh, I decided to do a podcast on legacy because I figure we better live a life of legacy right now, not when we after we die. And you are certainly doing that. And so what legacy do you want to pass down to those who know and love you? Yeah, what I want them to know is that if God can save me, he can absolutely save anyone. And I want them to know that we cannot even comprehend the love of Christ. And so I feel like in this season of my life, what I want more than anything is I want people to know who Jesus is. I want them to know how much they are loved by Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much is because from the comfort of my home, I can share the gospel around mm -hmm. the world. And, and not only that, I'm inspiring and encouraging other podcasters to do the same. And so we're literally reaching people all around the world for Jesus. And that it, there's nothing more important to me. I've been studying um, the Sermon on the Mount and it says, store not up for yourself, treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. And what are the, the treasures that we can store up? It's people. It's people. So I want to love people and I want them to know about Jesus. Right, right. Yeah. Whenever I ask my mentor, what should I do about this opportunity? She says, well, if it's building into people and building into the word, they both last forever. So it's a go. At least it's a green light. When you say, if God could save me, he could save anyone. What makes you say it that way? Oh, because my life before I met Jesus, I was an absolute train wreck. Um, my brother passed away when I, when I was 12, and that set my life on a trajectory of um, alcohol and drugs and all kinds of awful things. And God got a hold of me when I went to college, and um, when I came to the absolute end of myself, he radically transformed my life. And... Um, and then it, it wasn't perfect and shiny with a, you know, a, shi a, bow. a shiny bow. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it was far from that. <clears throat> I experienced lots of difficulty and, and trauma as a believer and a non-believer, but through it all, God has been there with me and he has carried me through. And so, you know, even at the funeral of our son, I was able to minister to people who were, were grieving the loss of a child that they had never grieved. Mm -hmm. And so I think that God can use anything in our lives if we're just willing to um, to surrender it to Him and to surrender to Him. Hmm. So true. Um, how do you feel like you're currently, well, you've already answered that question, you're currently sharing the love of God through podcasting in the main, is that correct? Yeah. Right. Do you still do a mastermind around your table? 
I, I don't because I do that online now okay. with all of my podcasters that are in the Spark community. So Spark has gone from a conference to a magazine, uh, to a podcast community, to a network. And God just keeps, as, as I keep saying, yes, he keeps expanding that those borders mm. and that territory uh, for me to amplify the voice of Christian podcasters. Mm. I like that line as I keep saying yes. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm writing it down. Yep, that's so true. Day by day and moment by moment. Uh, what changes did you have to make or obstacles did you have to overcome to continue to do, give this legacy of giving the gospel and the love of Christ to everyone you meet? Yeah, I, I just, I think stepping out in faith and, mm-hmm. and trusting God because the things that I felt like he was calling me to do, like I said, I moved my microphone around my house for years. <laughs> I'd move it over here. Um, but just getting over myself and, mm-hmm. and knowing it's not about me. It's, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And so if he's called me to something, he will equip me. I don't have to do it in my own strength. And in fact, if I do it in my own strength, I will fall flat on my face. But the word says that I can do all things through Christ. And so uh, I think just stepping out in fear, you know, being afraid of of what it would look like. Do I have anything to say? Is anybody Mm going to listen? And just just getting over all of that and just saying, here's my humble offering, Lord, use it and do something with it. Uh, That's a good word for everybody to uh, surrender on a moment-by-moment basis, but also to move ahead when you're afraid. I think we can uh, use fear as um, we think that's the message from God. And so obviously, if I'm this afraid, I shouldn't invite this family for Thanksgiving. Obviously, if I'm afraid, I shouldn't write a book or go to the Spark Conference. But yet, I um, our pastor said something recently not recently, a long time ago, and I keep reminding him that he said this, but he doesn't recall. But trusting God means going ahead while afraid, uh, like so many people in the Bible did. So as we close, what bonus, I mean, excuse me, what wisdom would you uh, like to share with our listeners as we close? Yeah, I would just love to say, um, just love Jesus and love people. I think that that's really what it all boils down to. That's what the the word says is, it, and and be in the word. I think because it's it now in the days in which we are living in, it is crucial for us to know what the word says for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because in order for us, the word is our weapon that we can use to combat the lies of the enemy, and so in order to be able to use that word as a weapon, it has to be in us. Hmm. So I would just say, be in the word, love Jesus and love other people. And if you do those things, I think you're all set. Hmm. I I totally agree. When you said the word is a weapon, I thought, oh dear, but we don't want to hit people over the head with a Bible. But you said (laughs) it's a weapon against Satan. And that is how Jesus used it. So of course, we could follow his example, but we can't really use it as a weapon if we don't know it. So Thank you so much. This has been really, it's been short, but it's been inspiring to me personally, Misty, and I appreciate that. I guess I need to do the next hard thing just because you told me to. No, because God might be calling me to. And I hope that everybody sees that as as a message for them as well. You don't have to be a speaker. I tell women all this all the time. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to be a writer or a speaker. You just have to be 
belong to Jesus and that he will show you the next step and that what they do, what any of us do in obedience, blessed and favored by God, like what is so evident in your life. Uh, that's what God has called us to do. Otherwise, he would just beam up, beam us up to heaven like Scotty as soon as we got saved. You know, we're not to waste this time. And you certainly aren't. And I appreciate you so much. And God bless you. Well, thank you so much. This has been a blast, Sue. Oh, great. Thanks. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.